Hey there, welcome back to She Speaks Life. I am so excited you are here listening to this episode. I want to invite you into 2024 by getting yourself my journal called Serenity, Calm Your Soul and Strengthen Your Spirit for Encouragement and Inspiration. It is a personalized scripture journal where you write your name within the verse, bringing you a close and personal directive to take heed of the truth in your life. It also includes five topics to choose from with two weeks of scripture for each one for whatever season you find yourself walking in, such as contentment, confidence, loneliness, hope, and peace. In addition, there are journal prompts and an activation prayer to release your faith in what you rely on God to do in and through your life. Go to jamieelizabeth.com and order on my shop page. And while you're there, take the fun quiz and you can receive a discount plus free shipping. As always, it blesses me to hear your feedback. So let me know how it's blessing your quiet time with the Lord. Okay, you guys, today you are in for a treat. I have my dear friend, Diana Burtz sharing about her new book called Wildfire, Ignite Your Influence and Impact Your World. You will be Holy Spirit ignited as you listen to these life-giving words on how to be a woman of godly influence who is on fire to see people transformed by Jesus Christ. We talk about discipleship. What does that look like? our thought life, how to take control of that, the enemy's tactics to try and stop us from stepping into what we've been called to and how to overcome it in Jesus' name and about authenticity and genuine character and growth. What does that look like? It was such a powerful conversation. Diana lives with burning fire of the Holy Spirit and she is here to impart wisdom into our hearts and minds. She is such a dynamic preacher teacher and has a generation ministry for moms, daughters, and grandmothers called G3, God Girls Greatness, that she is called to by the Lord to empower and equip them with conferences throughout the year. I have had some major life-changing experiences that have come from her events. They are so wonderful. So check it out on her website, dianaburks.com. And I guarantee it by the time you're done listening to this episode, you'll be so filled to be an influence for God's kingdom and will want more from her book, which I've left all the links below in the show notes. So, okay, y'all get ready to never be the same. Here's my guest, Bible teacher, ministry leader, author, Diana Hey, Diana. Welcome to She Speaks Life. I'm so excited to have my sweet friend on here. Hi, Jamie. I'm honored to be on your podcast, She Speaks Life. It's such a blessing to many women, and it's an honor for me to be on today. Thank you. I know. I was so excited when you announced about your book, and I'm like, oh, got to have her on the podcast to share. I am so proud of you and everything that God has done in and through you. I love, love this book. So well done, my friend. It's so rich with scripture and your own experiences of how God uh, was working in and still is working through you. And I love how you shared 
all your wisdom of what God gave you on godly influence and making an impact for God's glory. And that's what we'll be talking about today. And you wrote a book called Wildfire, Ignite Your Influence and Impact Your World. And by the time I finished this book, over break. I was so filled up and so, you know, ready to to just be that influence that God has called us to be already. And so I can't wait for you to share more on this topic. But before we begin, I'd love for you to share your favorite scripture verse and why. Thank you. I am so excited that you got to read my book over the holidays and um, it just was released the week before Christmas. So it's very exciting going into 2024 for all that God's going to do to really just ignite this wildfire in so many hearts. And so I'm going to share with you my favorite verse. I actually, it's so hard when you think of a favorite verse because I love the word of God. It's amazing. But <laughs> I actually put the first on the first chapter, my favorite verse um, on chapter one, Awaken to Influence. But I'm just going to read it to you because everyone knows it. It's a popular verse, but here it is. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me then with a deep longing, I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. You will seek me and require me as a vital necessity and you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. And so I love it because so many times, you know, we're like, what are your plans for me, Lord? And I love that verse because it's God himself saying, my plans for you are for good. They're not for harm and disaster. And it just, every time we doubt or we have fear or we have those places that we feel so unqualified, the Lord just comes back and says, no, no, no. I know the plans I have for you. They're for good. They're for a hope and a future. So I just love my favorite verse that it's always a landing place for your emotions, for your feelings, for, you know, obstacles in life, whatever it is, God is for us. Mm, amen. And I love how you proceeded to share the verse 12 and 13, because I think so often we stop right there at verse 11, and there's just so much after verse 11. So I love that verse. So good. Amen to that. Okay, so let's start with the beginning of what is influence? You know, we kind of hear influence, kind of a, a flippant word that we hear, you know, on social media. But what is the true definition of influence? And what is the first step that you can share to awaken that influence in us? Great question, because influence is thrown around a lot. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. But you know, when when I first started to write this book, I, I felt like the Lord said to me, I want you to write about something that you have received in your lifetime and you've been doing your whole life. And I said, what is that, Lord? And he said, influence. 
The reason why is we're always being influenced by people around us, by our environment, by our friendships, by our relationships, by what we hear and what we see. And I thought, okay, you're right. And he said, but I've called you to be an influence. And I mm -hmm. thought, okay, Lord, I don't really know what that means. But since I was a young girl, I wanted to influence people. So when I started thinking about the word influence, it means to have an impact, to have an effect on someone so that yeah. when they meet you or they encounter you, they actually leave different than when they first came into your presence, when they mm -hmm. first had a conversation with you. And so I think recognizing the value of influence, that we're always being influenced by something someone, yeah. some kind of impact into us. But then we awaken to influence when we realize, oh, I can do that. So for a simple example would be if someone comes into your presence and they leave filled with joy after they're in your presence, you've had an influence of joy in their life and they mm -hmm. left different than when they came originally into that meeting or that coffee appointment or conversation. Yeah, that's so good. Just like your book. I mean, it left me like filled up, ready to influence those around me even more so. It's so inspiring. And as I was reading your book, I love how you uh, just brought in some personal stories. And one of them was your youth leaders, Kevin and Lisa, and the influence that they had on you when you were in high school. And how the, the words that you said that they were authentic examples of discipleship. That's why they had people following what they were teaching. That's why they had so much impact and influence because they were authentic examples of discipleship. So I wanted to talk about discipleship just for a minute because I think that's so important to look into what does that require in us to influence others well. What what do we need in order to be those disciples like your youth leaders? Yeah, great question. You know, when you think of people in your life that have had an impact on you, you have an in you've been influenced by people all along our journey. People come into our path and they impact us. They have an influence on us. And Kevin and Lisa Evans were one example that came to my mind because I I was shaped and formed. My mindset, my intentions and my heart for the Lord were so shaped by their example of just being present in my life. They were my youth leaders, but they could have been hands off. We're older than you. We've got kids. We've got our own thing going. But what they did is they were the best role models and example because they were so authentic in their faith for God, their love for one another, their love for their children. And what they did to disciple me and my friends at that time in high school was they were so intentional with their time. They were intentional. Yes. They would come and they would have lunch with us on the campus. They would take us, you know, it used to be when we were growing up, uh, go get a Coke. You know, it didn't matter what you were drinking, but it was called a Coke. And so, yeah. hey, after school, do you want to go get a Coke together? 
you know, something so simple that someone could overlook and go, you know, that's not going to matter in someone's life. It does matter because it made, it made me feel valuable. It made me feel significant. But every time we had conversations, their faith was so evident and so real in the language coming out of their mouth, in their marriage and the way they treated each other. I got to see an example of a godly marriage, Um, the way they were raising their kids and interacting with their kids. They invited us into their home. We would have lunch in their home sometimes. We would leave school, go have lunch there, whatever it was. I felt like that real life example, even outside of my own family and my own parents, was such a significant piece of me having a hunger and a desire to follow God all the days of my life and Mm -hmm. to have a vision of what married life could be, what raising children could be, and having a life of impacting others. So I had this vision to follow. And I just, I love that. I really feel like that's the key is, can Mm -hmm. we be that vision for someone else? Yeah. Can we be that vision for someone else? A hundred percent. And don't underestimate that ability that other people are watching every single thing that you do. So I would watch Kevin and Lisa, how they talked to each other as a married couple, how he honored her how he treated her. And I thought, oh, I'm going to marry someone just like Kevin Evans. And so it was such a beautiful thing. And I did. Yes. Praise God. Literally. His name's Kevin. Yes. I know. It's awesome. And then one more thing about, let me say one more thing too. I also watched them lay down their lives in servanthood. They, they were not only dynamic youth leaders, they ended up leaving Lubbock, Texas and moving to Dallas, starting a church, built a church from the ground up and then moved to China to be missionaries. But I really saw true discipleship in them. And when they were intentional, placing that fire inside of me, that I had to live a pure and authentic life for Christ, laying down my life for him. So it was a wonderful thing to see that visually in front of me. Yeah, for sure. And I can't help but think while you're sharing this story about spending time. Yes, it's the action behind the words. You know, they're showing action of affection and time. And like you mentioned, it's a sacrificial thing to be intentional and be flexible with your time. Be be available for uh, interruptions in your life to stop and say, hey, yes, let's have coffee or lunch or, you know, play a board game and pray and worship or whatever it is. And I can't help but think about how much we get to know God, how much we get to come closer with the Holy Spirit when we spend time with him. It's it's nearly impossible to get to know people on a deeper level if we're not spending time. And so that doesn't just stop with, you know, our time with God. God wants us to spend time with others in community, like you're saying, to make an impact. But that requires us to spend time, just like it requires us to spend time with God to develop a deep, intimate relationship with Him. So influence, like you said in your book, can be fruitful or unfruitful. Uh, Could you share the effects we need to recognize that can influence our lives? I love how you covered uh, your thinking and your mindset. I mean, that's like so key. Yes. You know, 
everything is contagious, whether it's good or bad. And mindsets are contagious. Attitudes are very contagious. And our words are contagious. When we begin to hang out with negative people, we will have a negative mindset. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So if we hear constant negativity, it goes into our ears, goes down into our heart and begins to come back up out of our mouth. And we've been influenced by our negative environment. We've been influenced by people that are constantly talking uh, against God's word, against his ways, whether it would be someone that lives in compromise on a consistent basis. They say one thing, they say they love God, but their their life and their lifestyle and their choices are completely opposite of what right. the word of God says it looks like to be a follower and a disciple of Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. to follow him in our actions and our words. And people can see Jesus taught about fruit and it's the evidence of someone's life. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit and a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. So you'll know you'll know them by their fruits. That's what Jesus said. So right. many times that is how influence is. You can be influenced. See, one thing about influence, it can be very, very subtle. Sometimes you don't realize you're being influenced until you see the effect. You see the fruit on the tree. And that's what I mean by even an attitude. Wow. Why am I feeling so down? Why am I feeling so discouraged? Why do I feel so even just anxious or depressed? Well, let's first check our environment. Where have we been recently? What kind of atmosphere have we been in? And then second, Who have we been around? Who have we given access to our mind and our heart? And what are we filling ourselves with? Are we filling ourselves with the news? Are we filling ourselves with, uh, you know, secular opinions of whether it would be social media or whether it is reading, reading books or music? Music is such a strong influence in our lives because Mm -hmm. someone thinks, well, it's just a song. It's no big deal. But melodies and rhythm sticks in our brain. And actually, Mm -hmm. our brain is like a computer. Everything we put in it, it records. And then it comes back out some way in our words, in our actions, or in our belief system and our Mm -hmm. attitudes. So those are the things that we can be influenced positively or negatively. But our input in is the determining factor. And I just feel so strong that if we want to come up higher in 2024, and we want to raise our level of expectation of what God's going to do in our life, we've got to check the influences and say, no longer am I going to allow all of the the garbage and contamination to come in and steal my destiny, steal Mm -hmm. my joy, because I'm made for more. God's called me to higher places, and he's anointed me for an assignment on this earth. And to live at a lower level, I will remain in that 
that same place unless I check the influences, guard my heart above all else, because out of it flows the issues of life. And that's what the Lord's speaking to us about 2024. He's saying, I've got so much more for you. I've got such a greater level of influence that I want to pour through you. I want to impact masses amounts of people, starting with you in your home and your family and all that you come into contact with. But you've got to guard your mind and your heart, your ears and your eyes and your mouth through what you are intaking on a daily basis. So good and so essential. It's so important. It all starts with our thought life and our minds and, you know, our thoughts shape our lives. And uh, we got to guard that and make sure that we are feeding ourselves truth and not lies. And so that brings us into when I was reading your book, I came across chapter four, which is titled who am I to influence anyone? And I kid you not, I think for me, for instance, God assigned me to this podcast. And I think whenever you're going into doing something for the Lord and you're called to something there, you know, at times the enemy can attack us. And so I love that, uh, your quote on page 62, let me, let me go into this and read it real quick. It says, Satan is tirelessly wanting us to focus on our weaknesses and all the missing pieces. So we will think we must not be complete enough to be used by God to make an impact in our sphere of influence. And that's exactly what the enemy, the devil was trying to do was to stop me in my tracks and say, you know, who are you? What are, what's so special about you? I know we, we get rid of the enemy by, you know, speaking out scripture back and going into prayer and all that. But what can we do as believers to position ourselves to get his truth to be leading us and not give in to, you know, those worldly stigmas or those insecurities that we can so easily buy into. What what wisdom could you impart on us to just do the immediate knee-jerk reaction of just going to the word? Yes. You know, it is a real question. And that's why it is a significant chapter in this book, because I wrestled with it. I understand. And I really feel like that that is the number one goal of the enemy is to stop us, stop us as godly women in our tracks so that we Mm -hmm. will not make an impact for the kingdom of God because we get in our head and we begin to believe those lies that we don't have what it takes. We're Mm -hmm. not enough. We're not qualified. We're not ready. You know, someone else is better at it. They're a better speaker. They're, they're more gifted. They've, they've got better looks. They've got better advantages. They know more people. I mean, he will go down the list and just, right, you know, everything in the world to try to stop us. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like the biggest key is to go back to the one who made us Psalm 119, that we were formed in our mother's womb before the foundation of the world. He knew us. He knew the details of our life and he designed us and he planned us so on purpose and so intentionally. And one thing I know about God, when you look at the universe and what he created with the sky and the birds and the animals and the ocean and the trees 
trees and the mountains and the beach. Everything he created is so wonderful, so beautiful. And our father does not create junk by me putting myself down, by me diminishing my ability. I'm turning it back to almighty God and saying, what you created was not good enough. What you created in me was just not complete enough and not well enough. And it's a slap in the face to God to come yeah, back and say, I'm not enough. You're actually saying he's not enough because mm -hmm. greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So if I don't get a vision and a right vision of myself, the enemy will talk me out of doing anything that God has assigned me and created me to do because I'm believing that over what God said, where he said in my word, and we just talked about the word of God, but here's my Bible, because mm -hmm. it is your weapon. It's your right. weapon of defense. It is written. God says this about me. Shut mm -hmm. up, devil. I'm not going to believe it anymore. And you have to get tough with the devil. You got to say no more. I refuse to believe your lies. I'm going to be unstoppable in 2024. No scheme that you're going to throw at me is going to overtake the truth of God's word. And so, you know, what a practical yeah. thing is I love to have people write a list of all of the gifts that God has given you. And this might look like sometimes we get stuck. Oh no, I don't have very many gifts. I don't, I can't even so write this good. list. But what I want us to do is the unique, simple things that he has placed inside of us. So maybe it's something like for me, I love horses. I love design. I love beauty. I love clothes and fashion. I love gifts. My love language is gifts. I love to give people gifts. And I love to pray and hear God say, why don't you buy them this? And why don't you write a nice card? And this is a significant <laughs> gift. The simple things, the, the beautiful details of life. We often get so busy, we just blow right past them. Yeah. And Satan's goal is to see all of our negatives or all of our shortcomings or all of our downfalls. Well, I just said, we're wonderfully and beautifully made by our father. So if we will focus on the good, we'll write out a list of, God, you you put this in me. You designed me this way, one of a kind. So let's be unique. Let's be ourselves. We don't need to be like somebody else. I don't need to compare myself to someone else. And that's where it comes from. These mm -hmm. thoughts of comparison, someone's already doing it. They're already doing it well. I don't know what I'm doing. Be yourself. Right. There's only one you, you're one of a kind mm -hmm. and God made you. He is the master creator. He's the master designer. Okay. And if he made you so unique and so specific, lean yeah. into that and celebrate the gift of God inside of you. Celebrate life and get out that list when the devil lies to you and say, look how he made me. He made yeah. me so specific that I love to laugh. I love to celebrate friends. I love to go have a latte with my friends and get into four hour conversations. You know, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you are mm -hmm. one of a kind. And yeah. there's no one on the earth like you and you're irreplaceable. And once we get that branded inside of us, we will be unstoppable and the devil cannot overtake us any longer. It's amazing. So good. So good. You know, I, the creature can't create, the creator yes. creates. And so 
I love your list that you named in your book of who we are. And it was just such a special thing to turn the page. And you had a whole list, like you were saying, put a list together of your gifts. Like you put a list together of who we are in Christ as believers. And just, you know, even though you know it, you've heard it, it's so good to remind yourself who you are. The creator created you unique and special. And uh, we need those reminders. So I loved having that reminder in your book. It was so good. Okay, let's jump into living it out. Who are we when no one's looking? And people are looking to see, are, are we the same as we are uh, at home, as we are in the public's eye? And I love how you said in your, in your book, uh, you had a quote, it said, the world around us is waiting on us to be the real deal. And that's exactly it. I had an encounter with somebody at church and, and she just kind of, uh, you know, looked at me and was like, I'm just going to wait and see if you're the real deal. And so I took that as, okay, she's been hurt before. Like she's had phony people who acted one way and she saw them act the opposite. I took that and I was like, you know, I will show her I am the real deal. And that's with your actions. And it's a genuine authentic of who you are. And are you, are you being doers of the word and not just being the hearer of the word? People are watching us to see if you know what we say matches with our actions so uh what do we need for us to allow god to make our hearts pure and genuine i think it's everything because authenticity is the key it trumps everything yes. you know people eventually find out if we are real or we're not real you know that girl asked you that probably like you said out of hurt but it will show itself. The inside mm -hmm. always works its way to the outside mm -hmm. and people try to mask it. People try to hide it. Well, for a season they can, mm -hmm. however, long-term it starts to come up somewhere. It starts to erode like a volcano because yes. whatever is inside of us is ruling and dictating whether we truly believe our true self, our true beliefs dictate our whole life eventually. And right. people can only pretend so long. So for example, I believe to be a real influence in someone's life, it starts with integrity. It mm -hmm. starts with this genuine relationship and authenticity with Jesus Christ. And mm -hmm. what my biggest and greatest example was my mom. I write about my mom at the beginning of the book. And the one thing I could say about her, she wasn't perfect. She was mm -hmm. pure. Mm -hmm. Perfection okay. is not what it's about. It's not that you never make a mistake in front of your children or your spouse or your friends or the people that you're leading. It's that you are authentic to be humble, repent and say, you know what? I blew it. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And mm -hmm. walking in this humility before the Lord of, I want to have an upright heart. I want to do whatever I need to do to please the Lord and live in righteousness. It's called training in righteousness because mm -hmm. righteousness just simply means right living and conforming to God's will because he is he is 
righteousness. And yeah. so he's asking us for this higher level, this higher standard that we would come up to. And that means we hold ourselves accountable with integrity. So if I say something, I now have a, a responsibility to back it up with my actions and my words. Now, is that challenging sometimes? Of course, for all of us, it's challenging. But that's where we say, Lord, teach me. Teach yeah. me how to walk in integrity. Teach me how to walk in wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it yes. goes back to this place of teach me the fear of the Lord. Teach me how big you are and how great you are. And I want to be so in love with you. I want to have so much passion and zeal for you that mm -hmm. I want to do whatever I need to do to please you and to honor you. My life is not my own. My life belongs to you. So it starts with surrender a yieldedness of saying, Lord, take my life and teach me integrity, teach me authenticity, make me honest and true. And even if you didn't have the example like I did with my mom, there, she was just so real that it gave me, and I'm speaking this right now for all the moms that are listening, but my mom gave me an example to follow that I knew that I knew that I knew that God was real. I had no mm -hmm. doubt in my mind because I saw the reality in her life. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want. That's the cry of our heart as a mom, that our kids yeah. say, I want to be like my mom. I want to be like her because yeah. she lived out the authentic life of, yeah, she, she, she still had things, obstacles and things come against her, but she would, I would see her on her knees, praying, mm -hmm. surrendering. I would see her reading her Bible. I would see her serving. I would see her loving when it's hard to love. I would mm -hmm. see her turning the other cheek when someone hurts her. It's okay. We're going to love them anyways. I saw the mm -hmm. evidence, the fruit yeah. in her life. And that's our prayer for our children and our friends to see in our lives that we are walking with a true authentic relationship with God almighty and that yeah. he is our leader. We're yeah. following in alignment with his word and conformity to his will, not because we're perfect, but because we're yielded and surrendered. So good, Diana. And wow, what a wonderful mom you have and um that influence that you had from your mom what a what a blessing to be able to speak about her and the legacy that she left for all the generations to follow and so good and so right on with everything that you said i i'm i'm so inspired by you the truth of uh god's word that just pours out of you for all of us to just get built up by what you're saying and uh i love in your book that you talk about growth and uh, i had recently heard this that there's no such thing as being stuck now i know you know nancy dufresne and i know we both love her teachings and she said you know there's no such thing as being stuck you're either moving forward or are you going backwards and that's exactly what you had stated in your in your book that we're either progressing forward or we're going backwards and coasting in life is not an option for those that want to make an impact in the world and so how do we what can you say to to like not just coast through life because i know i've done that and you know you're just kind of going with emotions it's so not fulfilling it's <laughs> you don't live you don't feel like you're living out your full potential because you're not so what what do you suggest to get out of that autopilot yeah well i know that 
If God wanted you to live on the earth at this time in this season, it's so significant that you're here because you could have been born at any time and you could have been born anywhere in the world, but he handpicked you for this generation. So therefore, if we rise up with this fire inside of us, that's what the wildfire is all about, Mm -hmm. is that when we cultivate it inside of us, we live intentionally. We live on purpose. We're not just floating around from day to day going, wow, you know, I'm just swept away with the distractions of this world. That's what the enemy's plan for us is, is to live at a low level of living where we never live satisfied. We never live fulfilled and we don't do anything significant in our generation. But God's plan is that he handpicked you and he hand chose you for such a time as this. And he put his spirit inside of you and he empowered you to do wonderful things. The book of Daniel says that those that know their God will do great exploits for the kingdom. So as we progress forward into 2024, my biggest example of this is, is that if you will put God first, I'm telling you, you've heard that before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I make out a goals list or, you know, New Year's resolution and it's spend time with God. We get that, but I'm serious. If you want 2024 to look different than 2023, you must reprioritize your life. And that means he's literally at the highest level of your affection, your attention, and your energy and your passion. Because anything we give our time and attention to, it takes our passion. It begins like, why do we do things that we love? If you love cooking or you love gardening or you love shopping or you love spending time with friends, it's real easy to do that. You just Mm -hmm. naturally do it. Well, if you cultivate this relationship with God, you naturally can't wait to spend time with him. So the key is, is you get into a routine, a daily discipline in the word of God. Now, I I teach Bible study. I lead a lot of groups. I lead a lot of people. And most people are like, wow, that's so hard for me. I don't know what to do. I recommend getting a certain place that you want to meet with God every day. I have a chair. I sit in it. It's my prayer chair. I get my cup of coffee first thing in the morning. I get my Bible. I turn on some worship, some soft music. And every single day, it is the first thing that I do. I meet with God. I rearrange my entire schedule. I cannot go anywhere or meet with anyone. I'm sorry. I have a more important appointment. Now, when you have little kids in the house, I totally get that. I had to set my alarm. I had to get up even 30 minutes earlier. But you will be Mm -hmm. amazed at when you give God that first fruit, that first time in the morning of 30 minutes with him. And you know, it doesn't have to be hours and hours. I know we have schedules and we have calendars and lots to accomplish. But if we will put him first, get into his word, the only way that you're going to think different is renew your mind with the word of God. The mind is the battlefield and it is the only way that you have to think different. You've got to transform your thinking Romans 12, one and two by the power of the word of God so that you will not be conformed to this world, but be thinking the way that he thinks. Then you will know the perfect will of God for your life. So every day he speaks to you. Even if you feel like, I don't know how to hear his voice. I'm not that great at hearing his voice. Get in his word, turn on worship, get your hot tea or your hot coffee, and just set a plan for the next week. Start small. 
Mm -hmm. I tell all of my people, don't overwhelm yourself. Oh, the whole year, I can't do that. Well, all of us feel that way. But if you'll start with the next seven days, what can I do to move closer to God? Because the book of James tells us when we draw close to God, that he will draw close to us. So we stand on that promise of if I will do my part, Mm -hmm. then God will do his part. And I'm going to make a motion towards him and I'm going to put him first place in my life. And he will astound you. He'll show up in significant ways. You're going to be filled with peace. You're going to be filled with joy. You're going to have the wisdom of the Lord to go about your day, to be a mom, to be a business owner, which we both are, to to be uh, an influence on your children, on your friends, on your community. And so that's one thing. And the one other thing I really have to mention that's so vital for this topic is you've got to pick the right community. And literally, I call it fan the flame. Fan the fire. You've got to fan that flame inside of you. And that comes from being around people that have the fire. And if you don't have someone, you just need even one other person that you see fire in and say to them, hey, can we meet for coffee? Hey, could I have a phone call with you? Hey, you know, and for a long time when I didn't have that, I would listen to podcasts like this, Jamie. I was so hungry for more. I would start filling my mind with a fiery preacher, with someone, and they became my mentors. They became the people that I learned from. And then I gathered my own tribe and I began to say, let's fan the flame together. And every Wednesday we meet in my house every Wednesday. And you know, some days you feel like it. Some days you don't, you show up to go up. You really do. You just show up (laughs) to community and you're in the right atmosphere. And that influence will rub off on you where before you know it, you're on fire for God. Like you've never been before. So good. Well, you're rubbing off on me and you always have. And I, you know, we're, we love being around other people who have that fire and, um, it's contagious. Like you're saying, and, you know, I walked into this year with, uh, I think it's Matthew 6:33. seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. And it's like, put him first. I love how you were saying that's essential. And, you know, the enemy will try to get at us like, you know, oh, that's not enough time to spend with the Lord. And then people just end up throwing in the towel because, you know, it's that all or nothing mentality. But no, it's not. Just give him your first fruits. It's your first minutes of your day. And I love how you said about littles. I woke up before they woke up. That was a sacrifice. But you know what? God gave me supernatural energy and strength throughout the day. You think in your mind, oh, I'm going to be tired if I get up at five in the morning or six in the morning before the kids do, but you don't because God gives you supplies, everything you need because you put him first. Amen. Love everything you said, Diana. And I love concluding with a takeaway. I mean, it just sounds like you've had all these takeaways here. It's just been so on fire, but I would love for you to share what you had in mind to leave with the listener to ponder on or take action in. Wow. I just have loved this time with you because you encourage me and I love your voice. I want to talk about the voice for a minute. Yeah. A takeaway that I want the listeners to know and I want you to know that your voice matters so much. It matters so much. 
that out of all of the universe that God created, everything that he designed, he designed our voices one of a kind. Nobody in the entire world has your exact voice. It's one of a kind so unique that it's the highest technology to get into the secret places for secret service. It's voice recognition where somebody could recognize your voice in another part of the world and go, that's Jamie's voice. And so when the enemy tries to lie to us and he tells us that we can't have a life of impact or what we do doesn't matter, or we're just little old me, or I, you know, I don't have anything to give away, or I'm just unqualified, or I don't know enough people, or I'm not significant enough. I want you to come back to that moment of God gave me a voice and he placed this inside of me to give him glory to honor him and to share the truth of what Jesus has done in my life. It's so simple to be a living testimony, to be a living epistle for all men to read. You don't have to go to a seminary. You don't have to know all the facts and figures of the Bible or let the devil try to take away from you that you don't know enough. You know the living savior, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when you know him and he is living inside of you, it's like a stick of dynamite that goes off inside of you when you begin to share what he has done for you how he Mm -hmm. set you free how he lift you out of a pit of depression or a pit of despair and he set your feet on solid ground he gave you a reason to live and a reason to have a song a new song in your mouth and to praise him and to glorify him and when we look at our lives and we see the mercy of god and the grace of god that we get to have the next breath that we get to live today that we get to make an impact in our generation then we we live totally different with a different mindset and we begin to celebrate life and the gift of God of what he's given us and we will not keep it to ourselves we begin to share it and it only takes one person for you to influence what about that one child in your home or that husband that all of a sudden got a new new way to see life he got life again and I told my husband for years and years He is a great man of God and he is a professional engineer. He's got a lot of background in engineering. He's a consultant, but I told him, Kevin, you're made for more. God has more that he wants to do in your life. It's not limited to this one area of your brilliance in engineering. He wants to use your life to speak life into men, to speak life into our children, to speak life into me and all the people around you. He wants to raise you up to be a a powerful leader and a man of God. And for, we've been married 27 years, but for years and years, I said this to him until he started to go, you're right. You're right. I am made for more. I can do more. And I feel like that fire inside of us is so contagious when we speak life over others, when we begin to speak the life of God that he's put inside of us. I mean, literally there is so much that God wants to do in us and through us. That's Ephesians 3 20 that he will do exceedingly. He's able to do exceedingly more abundantly more than we can ask, think, dream, or imagine according to his power in us and then through us to others. What if there were people in your neighborhood. What if there were people at your work? What if there were people at the PTA or the soccer, the soccer field or the football team 
all these places that you go on a regular basis that are waiting for you and your voice, for you to use your voice for the kingdom of God, to influence them, to come to know him as their Lord and Savior. And on that final day, when they stand before the Lord Jesus, they get to say, well done. The Lord says to them, well done, good and faithful servant, come in. And they get to spend eternity in heaven because you chose to use your voice. You chose to share the gospel. You chose to love them. You chose to share what God has done in your life, the power of your testimony. We overcome the enemy with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's just that simple that when we get on fire and we use our voice for his glory, there is unlimited, unlimited what God is going to do through us in 2024. So that's what I want to say is people rise up and recognize the gift that he has given you. Amen. Amen. I know our voice. I mean, we do not know what our voice will do. I mean, it's, it could change the whole trajectory of a person's life. And I know you have lots of stories in your book about that. And, oh, Diana, I'm just so encouraged. I know everybody else is feeling this fire, Holy Spirit fire and your book being called wildfire. It's exactly it. And where can people purchase this amazing book and all the words that you have pinned on these pages. It's incredible with uh, God's truth and wisdom. Absolutely love it. Where can they purchase this book? Thank you so much, friend. It's such a joy to share with you. They can purchase it on amazon.com. We can add a link, whatever we need. Um, Also, dianadayburks.com for, you know, information about me or speaking. I also have a ministry that we do amazing events for generations, and that is called godgirlsgreatness.com. And um, I love generational ministry because because my mom had such an influence in my life, then I picked up that same mantle because my mom is now in heaven rejoicing and celebrating with Jesus. But I picked up her mantle and I said, yes, Lord, I will be an influence to my generation into the next generation. And so the ministry is really about three generations, grandmother, mother, and daughter coming together, linking arms and empowering the next generation to rise up in their identity, their worth, and their value in Jesus Christ alone, that they can be an impact in their generation and that God has an assignment specific with their name on it. So if you would like to come to events, we're going to have events this spring. We've got multiple events happening and Jamie has been a part of them. Jamie's going to be even a more significant part of them in the future. But I just am so honored that you had me on today and it is such a blessing to share with you. I love your spirit. Love your heart. Right back at you, Diana. I just want to say you are the real deal. You are the real deal. And I truly love your spirit. I love your joy. I love your passion and I love your obedience. You are a bright shining light and it was such an honor. Thank you so much. And I love you dearly. You're a jewel. Oh, thank you, Diana. I love you, my friend. Thank you so much for listening today. And I trust that God has encouraged you through this story. Did you know this podcast is on YouTube? Hop on there and subscribe and you can see a live recording of each episode. And for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com. That's J-A-Y-M-E. 
jamieelizabeth.com. And let's connect beyond this podcast by going to my Instagram handle, Jamie Elizabeth, She Speaks Life, or Facebook. Until next time, my friend, I hope God reveals himself through your own life story.